0: I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to The Bear of Texas Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of The Bear of Texas Podcast. This is The Bear of Texas reporting live from an undisclosed location deep in the heart of Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, it appears that the Dallas Cowboys had fired... Defensive coordinator Mike Nolan, as well as defensive line coach Jim Tom Sula. The news came yesterday, and I was pretty freaking excited. Now I'm gonna be honest with you, much to my surprise and hell, much to the surprise of everybody in Cowboys Nation and hell the world, it was amazing that he was not fired the next day. He was not fired on Monday. <laughs> and the fact that we went probably like seventy-two hours without hearing this, I was like, huh. Looks like looks like he's gonna stay after all. But then again, I figured they did the same crap last year with Jason Garrett. I don't I mean they just decided since his contract was expiring. I guess they just decided a few days to say he's not staying. Jason Garrett is done. Hmm. But he's been Mike Nolan's been fired, and, and quite honestly, it had to be done. I understand in a from a perspective that it's never a good thing that when you have one defensive corner for just one year. Okay. And I understand this whole thing with the COVID and everything, that the Cowboys cannot prepare, honestly. But, based on how this defense played this year, Mike Dolan had to be fired. Okay? And the firing of J- Jim Tom Sula doesn't surprise me either, because the Cowboys' d- defensive line, you know, overall the defense, 31 sacks. Okay? And what's very, very disappointing, ladies and gentlemen, is that Demarcus Lawrence, who, ma- who makes a lot of money, who has a very expensive contract, only had six and a half this season. That is totally, totally unacceptable. Unacceptable at all. I mean, with the amount of money DeMarcus Lawrence is making, the minimum I would expect from him is at least 10 sacks a year, okay? Six and a half is not going to cut it. (laughs) And, you know, on top of that, you know, surrendering 473 points this season. huh That's number 28th in the league. And what I should mention to you folks is that's the worst mark in Dallas Cowboys franchise history. Here's something else that really rubs salt into the wound. 31st in the league in the running defense, allowing an average of 159. I looked at the stats earlier. Over 2,500 rushing yards allowed this season. 31st in the league and right above the Houston Texans. Well, that's really an embarrassment for for the pride of the Lone Star State, is it not? But now that Mike Nolan's been fired, of course, you know the question on everyone's mind is, is who's, who will be the defensive coordinator, and that's really what I'm here to talk about. But before I get into too, too deep into that, there's a couple of players that really I, I should talk about as well. Number one is Alden Smith. When Alan Smith signed with the Cowboys, I was actually in favor of it. I said, okay, I get it. He hasn't played football since 2015. He's been suspended for four years. Okay, I get it. But, you know, look. He applied for reinstatement, he got it, and the Dallas Cowboys gave him another chance. Now, now, the first reason why that did not surprise me, ladies and gentlemen, is because, as you know, the Dallas Cowboys actually have a history of giving second chances. Remember remember back in 2015 when we gave Greg, Greg Hardy a second chance? I mean, there it goes. Or, or back in 2008 when we gave Adam Adam Pacman Jones another chance, even though he, he would go on to mess it up, and he really redeemed himself in Cincinnati. But, But the bottom line is, Dallas is a land of opportunity, the land of second chances, so it doesn't surprise me. It was a one-year deal, okay? And based on how Alvin Smith played, five tackles, uh, excuse me, five sacks, okay? Had three sack Russell Wilson three times in that game against Seattle. Had the team high of 11, 11 tackles in week one against the Los Angeles Rams. He even managed to sack Jared Goff. And against Cincinnati, that 78-yard fumble return for a touchdown, that was his first NFL touchdown of his career. And that was the longest fumble return touchdown in Dallas Cowboys history since 1999 when Greg Ellis had that remarkable 98-yard fumble return in a game I believe was against the Arizona Cardinals. I can't fully remember because I was 6 years old and that took place. The bottom line is is that I believe that Alan Smith was this year's biggest surprise as far as the Dallas Cowboys are concerned. And quite frankly, the Dallas Cowboys should re-sign him. If you don't agree with me, I respect that. But you cannot deny the fact that Alan Smith put up a respectable performance. And much to my surprise, he was able to last the entire season. He played in all 16 games. So this guy deserves respect. He deserves to be praised. He has proved to the world he still is motivated and dedicated to playing football. He still loves the sport. So one of the objectives this season for the Cowboys is re-sign Allen Smith. Now also, I want to talk about the biggest disappointment in Dallas this year of course, that, usually, that that's pretty debatable. I mean, most people will say Ezekiel Elliott, but I have to go with Jalen Smith. You know, and, th- and this hurts me. This really does hurt me because the story with Jalen Smith, you know, suffering a, a severe torn ACL. I mean, his whole knee was obliterated in his final college football game it was against Ohio State University. I mean, it was said that he would never walk normal. Like, there was permanent nerve damage. He would never play football again. But the Dallas Cowboys drafted him in the second round in 2016, anyway, and were patient with him as he was able to rebuild himself. Jalen Smith in 2018 was absolutely amazing, okay, absolutely amazing. But the Dallas Cowboys made a huge mistake in dumping the money truck on him, and since 2018, Jalen Smith has failed miserably to live up to expectations. I mean, he lacks a ser- he, there's a serious lack of consistency. He has a habit of committing fouls, which which means there's a lack of discipline, you know. And you know, and I swear, I have seen him celebrate after he after he makes a tackle after a running back or whatever gets like at least seven yards on the play. I mean, you don't celebrate when when you get burned like that, okay? That's just not how it is. And there you go, another reason for the lack of discipline. <laughs> so as far as Jalen Smith goes, look, I'll never forget the story, okay? The story is great and it speaks for itself, but his. From what we've seen since 2018, I mean, that speaks for itself anyway. I mean, yes, this year he had a second and a half. He recovered a couple of fumbles. But, and, you know, of course, you know, he led the team in tackles. But I don't like what I've seen from Jalen Smith. I, I, have no, I do not at all. So that being said, I will not be surprised if Jalen Smith is released this season. Or at least, you know, if, if they restructured the contract. But I'm expecting more of him getting cut. I mean, it is what it is. He's not, you know, it's two years. We haven't really gotten the results we're looking for. M- might as well get rid of him. I mean, at this point, he's a liability. But now I really want to talk about Trayvon Diggs. You know, just like the pick of C.D. Lamb, I was surprised that Trayvon Diggs was still there. I mean, Trayvon Diggs, honestly, was first-round material to me. You might not agree with it, but you can't deny that Trayvon Diggs was one of the best players in the draft. And the Cowboys... It was really a blessing for the Cowboys to take Cam Newton now five to six months. But anyway, sorry about that. I had a little sound problem. But Trayvon Diggs, you know, much of the surprise, you know, six cornerbacks were taking ahead of him, six. But you know what's amazing, ladies and gentlemen, that out of those six cornerbacks taking before him, Trayvon Diggs, he had three interceptions this year. That's more than all six of those cornerbacks taken before him combined. And I should mention, Trayvon Diggs' three interception was the most for the team this season, even though he missed several games because of a of an injury, okay? Trayvon Diggs really was amazing. I, I should say, he's uh, in, in the Dallas Cowboys case, he's definitely the defensive rookie of the year for the Cowboys, definitely. <laughs> but what I should also mention is that he, he had finishing here, according to CBS Sports, finished with a 54.2% completion percentage. I mean, this dude seriously is the real deal. And I really like this guy. Uh, so far, basically, you know, the, the if there's a hiccup, you know, regarding um, Trayvon Diggs, it's, it's just the injuries, really. But you know, don't be surprised if this dude really ends up having a hell of a career with Dallas. You know, a friend of mine believes you know this could be the biggest you know quarterback we've had since Terrence Newman. Although personally, I don't, I don't want to compare Trayvon Diggs to Terrence Newman. I mean, not that it's a bad thing, but you know the last 10 years or so, I mean, the Cowboys' defense has been, you know, really a frustrating habit to talk about, you know, a lot of frustration and disappointment, so I'm not ready to say that we have our our superstar cornerback yet. But that's taken care of that. Now it's time to get to the talking discussion of this episode, who is going to take over as defensive coordinator. Well, the first thing I'm going to say, okay, is that the Cowboys better not rush this process, okay? They did that when they hired Mike McCarthy last year. Only two guys were hired. Uh, excuse me, only two dudes w- were interviewed, and one of them is Mike McCarthy. The other one was Marvin Lewis, okay? Now, of course, a lot of people will say Marvin Lewis is not fit for the job because of uh, because of his tenure with, with Cincinnati. Look, his tenure in Cincinnati was pretty good. I mean, unfortunately, Marvin Lewis is, is 0-7 in the playoffs, but we can't deny the fact that Marvin Lewis had a good time in Cincinnati, but we can't deny the fact that Marvin Lewis has had some success as defensive coordinator, okay? You know, it's been a quite a long time since Marvin Lewis was defensive coordinator. I do remember he was the defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens back in the day. I'm actually looking it up right now. Yes, defensive coordinator from 1996 to 2001 and really had a, a tremendous amount of success during that time, basically. Now, when, when he was with the Ravens, okay, he, you know, we we'll remember that day, January twenty eighth, two thousand one. The Baltimore Ravens defeated the New York Giants thirty four to seven in that Super Bowl. I mean, that year, Baltimore's defense was absolutely spectacular. The fewest rushing yards, okay. The fewest points allowed, okay. I mean, that, that that's pretty good. All right. Now, of course, it's been a long time since then, and hopefully, Marvin Lewis's scheme can still, you know, put up a, a dominant defense, which I do not doubt. So that being said, I think one of the a suitable candidate for the defensive coordinator position has to be Marvin Lewis. Now this is provided he's willing to take a position that's not a head coaching job in the NFL and I'm I'm sure that, you know, he would be interested in be, being defensive coordinator and helping, you know, a struggle a, a team that's had a bad defense for 10 years, you know, have a good defense again. So Marvin Lewis has to be on the list. Since they interviewed him last year, I don't see why the Cowboys wouldn't be interested in bringing him as defensive coordinator this time. But, but that's Marvin Lewis, and that's that's number one. All right. Let's see. Okay. Another one is George Edwards. Hmm. Well, he's basically considered the frontrunner, okay? And he's actually been defensive coordinator before with the Washington football team, the Miami Dolphins. And the Minnesota Vikings, and he spent this past season as the Cowboys' senior defensive assistant. So that explains why he's definitely the front runner for the job. Now, what do I have to say about it? Really, I'm like, well, you know, there's all these candidates out there, and I have my opinion, but you know, I just know that the Cowboys, you know, like I said at the very beginning, the process can't be rushed. Okay, you gotta put all the, lay out all the options on the table. You gotta interview them all. Even even if they have other interviews lined up, you, you don't rush. Alright. So But as, as far as George Edwards goes, you know He was a four three guy with the Vikings. And this year under Mike Nolan, you know, the Cowboys had a three and four defense, and that failed miserably, so I would not be surprised if Dallas went back to the four and three scheme. Apparently, it, it, <laughs> Of course, this source right here is saying George Edwards would, quote, still be a McCarthy guy. (laughs) But him being probably the the most likely option, you know, since he's already a member of of the Cowboys coaching staff, you know, he's assisted with the linebackers. You know, he did work with Mike Nolan and, you know, like from then. And, you know, spent six seasons with the Vikings as defensive coordinator. and Although, you know, he didn't call the plays. It was actually called by Mike Zimmer but Edwards was actually a crucial part of devising the whole entire scheme so so George Edwards deserves credit and should ser- seriously be considered you know f- for the job R- really should so and you know okay check this out okay that game back in 2016 the 17-15 win against Minnesota George Edwards was the defensive coordinator at the time of course like I just said and he, the first such defense to hold the Cowboys under 300 total yards that season. Well, that's something to be, to be remembered for. And actually, believe it or not, George Edwards was actually the linebackers coach for the Cowboys before, from 1998 to 2001. So he's pretty familiar with the with the uh, Dallas uh, environment. Okay, and obviously, since he's been here before, he's very familiar with the Jones family. So that, that's why I have no doubt in my mind that. The, the, I, or I guess I should say, you know, that's why it does not surprise me that George Edwards is considered the frontrunner for the job. So, therefore, he's another guy to take in, into consideration. So that's two. That's two guys. Now, Now this one, this particular guy really... I mean, if you listen to me and, Ven, and Wiley Aki, the venomous stare, kind of do that episode after the Cowboys, you know, failed to make the playoffs, I mean, when I made this particular suggestion... Wiley really was not having it. <laughs> I mean, to say that he wasn't having it, well, there's an understatement right there, right? But I really figure, why not Wade Phillips? I mean, I, I understand the situation revolving about, around Wade Phillips because 10 years ago, you know, he was fired abruptly after the Cowboys were 1-7. He was fired and, you know, that's when Jason Garrett took over as interim head coach and would be and would go on to be the head coach for, for a long time, which... We Lord knows, you know, and we all know how that turned out, and that that's really uh, something we really don't want to talk about. But in this case, we should. But but Wade Phillips is actually still expressing a desire to coach, and it's not. Show, it does doesn't seem to want to retire from the game just yet. It seems like he's not ready. So I think Wade Phillips is definitely a guy that 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 has to be considered. I mean, sometimes I would I would say that maybe he should be considered the front runner for the job because you know. He's worked in Dallas before, and I know, and I know how bad things ended last time he was here. But, but here's a couple of facts about Wade Phillips that, that I should mention. Of, of course, he's a, a, as defensive coordinator. Wade Phillips is tremendous. Okay, he's coached twenty top ten defenses in his career. Okay, and since he was fired uh, uh, from Dallas, he's been in the Super Bowl twice, and he won it with Denver, and he took the and he helped the LA Rams go to the Super Bowl. Okay. He's been in the heart of the minds of Cowboys nations for so long, okay? You know, and let's be honest. Since he was fired by Dallas, things have actually gotten better for Wade Phillips. He went to Houston. Things started out well there. but You know, that disastrous 2013 season ended up with Gary Kubiak and Wade Phillips both being fired from their jobs respectively. Although they would be reunited in Denver and they would win the Super Bowl. But... As far as turnovers, you know, that's what the Cowboys need. The Cowboys need to build a defense that can force turnovers, sack the quarterback, you know, force incompletions, force stops, that can really be disciplined, that can actually play good football. I mean, that's what we need at a a defense. Now, we all know that Wade Phillips coaches an aggressive uh, defense that's like usually a 3-4 scheme, but... I'm not sure exactly if the problem is whether it's three four or four three, but but what I should mention is uh, under the Wade Phillips when he was with the Rams, the Rams were 13th in the NFL in in yardage uh, allowed to opposing offenses. So I mean, but and you know, allowing 22.8 yards and like that's so basically in, in 2019, Wade Phillips' defense kind of stumbled a little bit, but still, I mean, overall, it, last ten years have been a success, so that's why. I still have to go with Wade Phillips as a, as also a potential candidate. Okay, and you know, and another thing, this dude's been coaching for a long time. You know, of course, the way we remember him, you know, he's the son of the legendary Bum Phillips. So, but that's really not a legitimate excuse to consider him. I mean, there's other ways to do it, but, and you know, since we all know that Mike McCarthy is likely to favor the three and four scheme, and you know, this source right here has Wade Phillips as a Jones family guy. Because, of course, he was the, he was the uh, head coach 10 years ago, and he runs the 3-4 defense. That's why White Phillips has to be considered you know, f- for an inter- interview. So that's three. So now that I'm going to number four, this is going to surprise a lot of you. And a lot of you are certainly not going to agree on this one. I mean, I, I know that Wiley would not have it with, th- with this suggestion. I figure Dan Quinn is also a suitable candidate for the job. Now, I understand that Dan Quinn, how his, his uh, head coaching tenure with the Atlanta Falcons ended, okay? But let's not forget, Dan Quinn was defensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks in 2013 and 2014. Now, 2013 is definitely the thing to talk about as far as the Seattle defense goes. I mean, the Legion of Boom. So so why not Why not take it into, into, into consideration? Excuse me, I'm stumbling a little bit. Now of course you know he was certainly not one of the founding members of the Legion of Boom but we can't deny the fact that he was a crucial part of it okay I mean he helped he helped make it better. he helped make it go up to the uh, Gautier status as, li- as why he like to, likes to say so there's no there's no doubt that Dan Quinn played a role in helping Seattle's defense become extremely dominant. he was basically just a la- later you know an added piece of the puzzle. Legion of Boom was already built but he was just something that made it even stronger. So Dan Quinn does deserve credit for Seattle's defense in 2013. It would be, it would be foolish to say that he had nothing to do with it. It would be wrong to say, really. But but you know, but but speaking of defensive coordinators who who have been head coaches before, you know, there's always been a saying in football that sometimes you don't have the amount of success in one position as you do in the other. Like for an example, like a lot of college football coaches that that had uh, tenders in the, in the NFL that were bad. You know they end up doing great in, in, in college football. I mean, Nick Saban is the perfect perfect example of that. He was terrible a terrible head coach with the Miami Dolphins, but look at him at look at him at the University of Alabama a major difference. So could it be that it, the same thing goes for Dan Quinn? I mean, from what I'm reading here is he's already connected to the job. It seems that the Cowboys have have, have already inter, in, arranged an, inter, an interview with him, and I think it's it's the way to go. But, but but this is provide. But, but as far as uh, Dan Quinn uh, goes, you know, I would have to imagine if the Cowboys go with Dan Quinn, then that means the Cowboys are very likely to stick with a four and three defense. You now I, I might have gotten it mixed up. I, I didn't pay attention exactly. Okay, basically from this source. Okay, just like I kind of figured. I didn't want to say it on here, but Mike Nolan didn't implement some three and four concepts. But you know. I wasn't really sure exactly what the defense was totally to be considered. I just saw that the Dallas defense was the scheme was a bit questionable, but it just ultimately did not work out. But from from this source right here, okay, if the Cowboys stick with with a want to stick with a 4 and 3 uh, scheme, then Dan Quinn has to be considered. Now, of course, when we think of Dan Quinn, we always remember the 28 to 3 uh, blown lead in the Super Bowl, but but, but that's you know that that's in head coaching position. So we we have to really wait and see what Dan Quinn could could give Dallas as defensive coordinator, provided that he's the guy that that Dallas decides to go with. But but from this source, you know he's connected with a job. So if he's connected already, might as might as well interview him, right? Now I'm looking at, I'm looking at such an amazing list because you know I I did some research, ladies and gentlemen, to kind of give you the best. You know the best you know list of candidates as possible, but based on what I'm looking, really is that th- these names. I mean, I know I know a lot of people don't like it, but really, you we we just we just we just have to take into, into consider all these into certain consideration, but and just just see just wait and see what happens. Really, you know, another suggestion. Uh, a lot of people are suggesting, you know, Matt Patricia. Now, if, if he interviews with, with Dallas, I mean, uh, like I said, you know, don't rush the process, put all the options on the table. But, of course, you know, uh, Fan Nation, uh, a source of Fan Nation, <laughs> basically uh, describes that he's, quote, not sure if Patricia is a big Mike McCarthy fan. <laughs> I mean, see, that's something to point out. If the defensive coordinator and the head coach don't get along, if they're not on the same page, then... It's not gonna work out, and that's pretty obvious. But Mike uh, Matt Patricia was previously the defensive coordinator in New England. Although th- th- there was a lot of holes to be filled, I mean, I know for a while New England had the worst uh, safeties in the league. Although they would, although he did want to help the, you know, help the Patriots. you know, when the Super Bowl was out. I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time talking. Things have just been crazy lately, but. Matt Patricia's coming off, you know, 3 failed seasons as the head coach of the Detroit Lions. So, but really, look, I th- that is understandable. I mean, that it, it, it's not going to be ignored. I mean, Matt Patricia certainly his tenure with, with the Lions was, was anything but successful, but but it, I don't think really I mean, I don't see him be, becoming the defensive coordinator, but if he if he if he's on Dallas's uh Inter- interview list, then I say, you know what? Just give it a shot. Let's let's let us let us let us see. Let's let him. Let's let listen to him and see and hear what he can offer to us. You know, it can't. It really can't hurt. Really, can it? But. But as far as Matt Patricia goes, I, I really think that the, the chances are pretty slim. If you want my honest opinion, I mean, I have nothing per- nothing personal against the guy. I have nothing against him really. But. I, I I just I, I really just don't see it happening, honestly. I mean, it, it, just, some some might say he he could very well go back to uh, New England. I you mean, know, if there's a position for him, but I just as far as Matt Patricia goes, I just don't see it happening. Now another now, now this is somebody that the Cowboys fans really would w- would love to have back, and this is a guy really that we should we should never have let go. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about Chris Rashard. I still ask myself, why the hell was he let go? And, and, and I don't know if I should be more surprised at the fact that the Cowboys let him go or the fact that he went the entire 2020 without getting a job. Now, he's currently linked with the defensive coordinator position with the Las Vegas Raiders. And he's set to interview, he's set to, he's set to interview with them. But... If he interviews with the Raiders and has an interview with Dallas, if the Raiders, you know, if, if the Raiders offer him a deal and, and Dallas really wants to go with Chris Rashard, I mean Dallas is Dallas is going to have to uh, they're going to have to match and they're going to have to offer him something better. Now in this case, if you were to ask me who has the advantage, I'm not really sure, honestly. Let's not forget, Chris Richard was once a a, a hot candidate for a head coaching position, okay? And Chris Richard is certainly somebody that I would actually love to have. If Chris Richard were to be hired over Wade Phillips, I would actually be in favor of that because let's not forget everything that he learned from his Legion of Boom days. I mean, again, much like Dan Quinn, he was there during the Legion of Boom. But from this source, you know, this source of Fan Nation is saying that Chris Richard is obviously not a McCarthy pal. <laughs> well, of, well, th- thus the dumping, of course. You see, I like how this guy says it. He kind of reminds us, you know, I so guess, I guess Mike McCarthy made the decision not to keep Chris Richard. And then the question would be is, huh, so you dump him a year, a year ago and now you want him back? <laughs> but I'm certainly not against it. So I figure, why not? And, you know, based, according to the Dallas you know, News, a, a source says, huh, the Jordan's family respects Richard and is w- perhaps willing to give him an- another chance. But as far as Chris Rashard goes, really, I say he's he's just a, another suitable candidate and if he can if he's can build put up put together a scheme that can make help Dallas, you know, force turnovers, get to the quarterback, you know, blitz, you know, opposing quarterback so bad that those quarterbacks get confused and make mistakes, then he's the guy. He really is. But honestly, with, with the situation going on, I'm not sure. I I really get the feeling. I, I honestly get the feeling that the, the Raiders are probably gonna steal him before we have the chance, because the Raiders know all about Chris Rashard, and and I, the, and I really don't see the Raiders really getting passing up the opportunity to get him. Although, along with Chris Rashard, you know Gus Bradley, who apparently according to other sources is another Cowboys candidate for the de- defensive coordinator position. He's also interviewing for the Raiders, so the Cowboys can only hope that if they want Chris Richard, they can only hope that Gus Bradley gets the job over him, because if that happens and they interview Chris Richard, then, hell, the job is open for him, too. Although, let's not forget, the Philadelphia Eagles also have the vacant defensive coordinator position, so don't be surprised if the Eagles steal him, too, or you know, Eagles steal Marvin Lewis or or Wade Phillips, for that matter. I mean, right now... (laughs) I guess Dallas is in for some serious competition as far as hiring a per- the perfect defensive coordinator, wouldn't you say? So now I'm at five, and now these are the main ones. And, and, uh, so I'm not going to put in any more main ones, but I'm I'm, I'm going to go through a couple of sources that I saw. One source suggests defensive line coach for the Forty ers Chris Kasurick. Okay. This dude, you know, under the under defensive coordinator Robert Sala, who's actually uh, the favorite to land the, the head coaching position for the Detroit Lions. Hmm. I don't know much. I don't know much about this dude, really, honestly. But since this is just you know a source like that, I I don't I'm not sure if if really I mean if he's interviewed then, so be it. But but according to the source, if the Dallas Cowboys Cowboys hired him. The team would be quote at a very minimum confident to get a highly touted player to perform at a high level. Huh? I mean, I don't know anything about this dude, so I I can't say whether or not he's good or he's good or bad or fit or unfit to be the to, to be the guy to be the guy. But if he, if he's since I don't know anything about him and he's hired, then you know all I can do is you know just sit there and say, well, let's give him let's give him a chance. Why not? Another guy, okay, defensive coordinator John Heacock, the current defensive coordinator for Iowa State University. Well, I certainly didn't see that coming. You know, you know what the problem, and, and this dude actually brings up something that's actually interesting. Since 1990, only nine defensive players have been drafted in the, to the NFL from Iowa State University. Now, obviously, that's not on the current defensive coordinator, but but because Iowa State, you know, for 30 years, the defense has been kind of something to, that's been, you know, doubted or questioned, then I really don't see this dude really being a, a suitable candidate. Now that I disagree with the dude, uh, the source's name is Angel Torres. Now that I disagree with him, but... Okay, well, I disagree with him, but I just don't. I, I really just don't see that guy being being a worthy candidate. I have to disagree with him being a worthy candidate, but... But at the same time... The guy did his research, and that's good. So, it's still, it's still, he, and the way he described it is respectable. So, but at the end of the day, I just disagree with him. Now, another college football name, if this source has, Jim Leonard, the defensive coordinator for the Wisconsin Badgers. Hmm. You know, I'm gonna be honest. I I don't know if if I'm in favor of a of a college football coach. Uh, Defensive coordinator, excuse me, I should say that, you know, should go to the NFL. Of course, like I just said, you know, there's been some dudes, you know, who do well in the NFL but bad in college or or good in college and bad in the NFL or some guys that are bad as head coach but good as defensive or offensive coordinator. But this, okay, this former defensive back is best described as former Dallas Cowboys safety Jeff Heath. (laughs) Okay, I don't know know what that means, but... (laughs) But Leonard coaching an infant at thirty-eight years of age, so this dude's young, okay. But it says here his defense has a type of gritty mentality. Wow. Hmm. I mean, another another dude I really don't know don't know anything about, so I, I there's really nothing for me to say. <laughs> but I but I'm determined to stick to my guns. I I and I have to say that the best guys to be considered has to be. Wade Phillips, Marvin Lewis and, and Marvin Lewis and, and Chris Richard. Honestly. And and now this source right here is suggesting the Rams assistant like uh, head coach and linebackers coach. Hmm. Well, did work with Wade Phillips, so Now, if we were to bring this dude in as the new line as, as a linebackers coach, then Maybe I'd be in favor of it if that—that's provided if the Wade Phillips is defensive coordinator and we get a, and we need we need a new linebackers coach. But honestly, in this case, I, I just don't see it really. So now, basically, I really had to I actually talk to you guys about this today and, but but if you want my honest opinion out of these five, I really think. I think George Edwards really is definitely going to be is definitely a, a, a suitable candidate. I mean, l- let's let him show us what he's got. But at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, what I'm really praying for is that is that the Cowboys do not rush this system. Like, do not rush the process. I should say. You, there's plenty of guys out there, and, and I know there's a high chance you could lose them to somebody else. But we own. There's the saying in, in the NFL, deep, or in football, in that for that matter, defense wins championships, okay? That So that being said, you can't fuck around when it comes to hiring a defensive coordinator, okay? Now, you know, Wiley's uh, strong suggestion, I mean, it's definitely respectable because, you know, Wiley believes that Rex Ryan is the man to the job. I don't disagree with Wiley at all. I mean, Rex Ryan would certainly do great as, as Dallas uh, Cowboys defensive coordinator, but from what based on, on, on how I feel, is that I don't I just don't see Rex Ryan accepting that position because Rex Ryan, from what I understand, is like he, he's more interested in being a head coach right now more than anything as far as I know, if, if it was a position related to football. But, and, and since there's been no rumors, you know, there's been no rumors, reports, anything about it, I think the best thing to do would be to automatically rule Rex Ryan out. I'm looking up right now. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there there's no there's no rumors or reports that that he's linked with the, with a job. So so while Wiley's suggestion is certainly good, I don't disagree with it, but I it's it's definitely not going to happen. So as far as I'm concer- as far as I'm concerned, the best guys out there is the best the best guy out there May as well be Wade Phillips. I mean, it un- was unemployed this year. You know, and, and like I mentioned earlier, you know, he's coached twenty top ten defenses in his career. You know, things have been good for him since he was fired by Dallas. So, 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 so why not? Why not consider him? But also, consider Dan Quinn as well. Consider Chris Richard. and you gotta you gotta consider George Edwards. So, I mean, George Edwards was there was defensive coordinator for a while. So why not him either well ladies and gentlemen I hope you enjoyed today's episode again I I apologize for the way I've been talking lately I mean I've been dealing with a lot of stuff in my personal life things have been pretty stressed lately I have not been able to think straight I, I'm i sure my research might be a little bit off but I really appreciate y'all's loyalty it's, it's really me helping me get through these uh, stressful times you know, it's because of y'all that, that, that this, this show's actually getting getting somewhere so I'd like to remind all of you that Dallas, excuse me, that Cowboys Talk is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. I plan to keep everybody posted on YouTube, on a Twitter as far as the uh, the search goes, and when a defensive coordinator is hired, there will be an episode on that. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, and y'all have a good day.